Hello, hello once again now. If you just listen to the background music, can you hear it? Now it's still that jolly, rights-free music I've always used. Now you see, my mood hasn't been affected at all by the crypto mood swings. Okay, maybe just a little bit. Um, <laughs> in all honesty, it's what is happening now. It's actually doing something after what felt like stagnation for so long. Yes, investors have been hit. Some have lost faith, but looking at what's coming up in 2019, then there are several, several reasons, guys, to be positive. Now, in this sort of podcast special that I'm doing, um, which I won't exactly be looking at the uh, the uh, emergence of new tech, or um, I'll, get, I'll mention one thing right at the end just to keep you lighting the mood a little bit. But I'm just like going to look at why, what, what the reasons we saw a drop in crypto prices, uh, leading with Bitcoin. Um, and we'll also have a look at what might be next, you know, people giving predictions and I'll give my uh, two pence worth as well. So before we begin, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Shilla The. I'm on Instagram if you type in the Shilla Podcast and search. And you can also email me at the Shilla Podcast at gmail.com. OK, let's get things underway. The why on earth did it fall? <laughs> The million dollar question. I'm still using fiat. You see, I'm not saying million Bitcoin question. I might, I might change that and say that in the future once Bitcoin goes back up again, which I'm almost pretty certain it will. Um, you know, markets basically a new asset or whatever you like to call Bitcoin. It, you know, the speculate. Last year it was all about speculation and FOMOing, and people got excited. And it went up to perhaps artificially up to 20k uh, without the product actually being developed or being used widely. And a lot of that was fiat that drove it up. Now, the problem is there wasn't much liquidity back then. Uh, so there wasn't a you know, massive investment in the sense of or investors, basically, who where if there was like a, a big fall, a, a big selling of, of Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency, there wouldn't be anybody else coming in to kind of balance that, if you know what I mean. So basically, when it started plunging from 20,000, uh, it, it just basically there's nothing else to <laughs> nobody else to come in and buy it up. Um, so, yeah. So at the moment, what is happening? Uh, also, several opinions, really. Here's one from Peter Brandt. So this is in CCN.com. And Peter Brandt, a lot of you kind of, uh, kind of guys know, he's a prominent trade and technical analysis. So he stated that Bitcoin had entered a phase during which newcomers and casual retail traders capitulate while strong hands continue to accumulate poor BTC. Um, strong hands being, you know, those who, I guess, would you say we're in the know a little bit, um, know what's going to happen with Bitcoin in the future. So his quote is, BTC, uh, Bitcoin is entering the cycle, uh, the stage of its life cycle when stale and weak money capitulates and strong hands accumulate strategically. As Coinbase CTO Abalaji Srinivasan said at TechCrunch, Sessions held in Zug, Switzerland, the cryptocurrency market tends to go through a bubble, burst, build, rally cycle. And major investors in the sector believe the latest crash of Bitcoin is no different. One of the major factors subsequent to the infighting between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Cash SV. Now, I tweeted something about that and I said, I'll wait for everything to kind of settle down, for the dust to settle, to, you know, to do before I did another podcast, because I had to work out myself what on earth is happening. It's basically this causing um, sort of uncertainty or FUD in the market. Because um, I, I, I'm aware that Craig Wright is also a big holder of Bitcoin. So whether was he selling Bitcoin off at large chunks? I mean, it really, is, it was quite confusing as to what was happening. 
they write uh, CCN rights. So one of the major factors, sorry, uh, going back to it, one of the major factors subsequent to the infighting between Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Cash SV, that which is the fork from Bitcoin Cash, that's affected the cryptocurrency market is the abrupt decline of the US stock market and its impact on the global economy. So uh, to that extent, everything else has been at the moment going down. There's not a lot of certainty in the market at the moment. A lot of people are speculating a recession about, about a year or so. You probably saw the S&P 500, all the big stocks, have a little bit of a dip uh, well quite a big dip actually recently and also oil prices as well so due to the sell-off of investors in u.s markets the stock markets of china south korea japan and other leading economies in asia have started to suffer as a consequence like i've just mentioned so there's no inverse correlation a yet as they're saying cryptocurrency is still an asset class in its infancy with relatively low liquidity like i've just been speaking about and volume for Bitcoin to operate as an inversely correlated hedge against the global financial market, it would have to achieve a multi-trillion dollar market valuation, which we're a long way off at the moment. Now then, until then, major currencies are expected to be vulnerable to the instability in the global economy, especially during periods of uncertainty and doubt wherein the world's largest asset managers and banks experience net outflows. So like I said, a lot of people have been, the you know, your traders of this world have been looking at the uh, Elliott waves. They've been using Elliott waves quite a lot, which is a sort of trading, I guess, char- way of charting. You know, there's, there's different methods or different uh, tools um, that are used by traders to work out, obviously, what the what the next stage is in, in, in pricing of assets. Uh, Bitcoin is said to be... <laughs> Sorry to say, is set for another, as is Ethereum, as are obviously other cryptos because they just happen to be coupled with them, uh, for another plunge down. Uh, they're speculating around $3,800, maybe, maybe lower. Please don't panic. Don't go, don't go. <laughs> anyway, Anthony, Anthony Pompliano, Pomp as he's known to us all, who works at Morgan Creek's Digital Assets Division, told CNBC's Squawk Box on Monday that he believes the Bitcoin price is essentially going to bottom out with an 85% reduction in value. I thought it was 85% already from its previous all-time high, which is around 20,000K last January, I believe. Prefacing that, his forecast is based on previous experience in the crypto markets. He said, 85% from the all-time high is about where we'll end up. Puts it around $3,000. Uh, it, it might be 2,800. Did I say 3,800? I meant 2,800. If I do apologize if I said it higher than that. I meant 2,800. Um, uh, he basically said that came close over the weekend, but probably a little bit more to fall. I think having looked at other people's charts, Elliott Wave charts, there is another big fall coming out, but then we'll see quite a big spike, we think, um, as the uh, volume and uh, people come in and basically <laughs> swallow up that price because there's the assumption that it's not going to go any lower than that. And there's quite a lot of support at that level. Pomp went on to explain to the host of CNBC uh, Squawk Box. Um, uh, he went on to explain he spoke of the lost confidence among Bitcoin investors and the prospect of them returning to the market following their recent heavy losses. He said that he feels that Bitcoin was overvalued in the first place and is seeing now a healthy correction, which again I alluded to just a little bit earlier. His quote was, Bitcoin was overvalued in December 2017. There's more sellers than buyers this year, so the price goes down. But there's three things you've got to remember. The first is this is a transaction settlement layer. It's the most secure in the world. It's got to be worth something. It can't be worth zero. It's kind of like the hope he's saying by the sounds of it, it's got to be worth something. But it is worth something because, like I've spoken to you before, big institutional investment is coming in. January-backed delays their launch of their product until 
until January, which is pretty much the same time as Fidelity Investments launched their trading product as well, which is to attract. Basically, it's to attract investors who really can be bothered to go through the whole KYC procedure and buy Bitcoin themselves and store codes, whatever, so they can access Bitcoin later. They want other people to do it. I mean, really, really, really rich people want other people to do their work. So why should they keep their codes or somebody else to keep it secure for them? So we're expecting it to be a bit of a spike come January or the build up to January. So that looks like from sort of mid to late January, we will see some big action. We are all speculating. Pomp continues. The second is yeah. The second is it's the best performing asset class in the last ten years. He's talking about Bitcoin, by the way. It's outperformed S and P, Dow, Nasdaq, etc. during the longest bull run, and so it's experienced two eighty percent drops during that time. But the asset's still up over four hundred percent in the last two years, which is very impressive. And well done, everybody who got in that early. Um, we're just going to move on to as I said, it's going it's a shorter podcast today. There's not a lot of people aren't releasing that much news. A lot of news is based around the price at the moment. But we will end with some news, which is coming up right now. You might have seen over the weekend. If you haven't, this is obviously all new to you. Ohio, which is a state in the U.S. Amazing that. I'm sure well, a few of you have heard of it. Ohio has become the first U.S. state to allow taxes to be paid in Bitcoin. There's a little bit of a little aside here coming up. So it, it's not as clear as it as it sort of sounds. So according to a report from the Wall Street Journal on Sunday, companies in the state will be able to pay a variety of taxes from tobacco sales tax to employee withholding tax to public utilities tax with the cryptocurrency. The filing process involves three steps. First, businesses will have to register with the office of the Ohio Treasurer through a dedicated portal called OhioCrypto.com. They then need to enter tax details such as payment amount and tax period. And finally, the due amount is paid in Bitcoin using a, in quotes, compatible crypto wallet, according to the portal. Compatible wallets include Bitcoin Core Client, Mycelium and Bread Wallet and others that are compatible with the Bitcoin payment protocol. All tax payments will be processed by Atlanta-based Bitcoin payments processor BitPay, which I'm sure a lot of you heard of, which will convert Bitcoins to dollars for the treasurer's office. That's the little aside. So they're not actually going to hold Bitcoin itself. It's going to be converted to dollars. But at least it's kind of like a step in the right direction. Lawmakers in other U.S. states have also considered allowing crypto tax payments. In the past, back in March, Illinois and Arizona were both weighing proposals to allow residents to pay their tax bills in Bitcoin. Georgia was also considering the option in February. However, Arizona's lawmakers scrapped the plan two months later due to its insufficient votes for the proposal. Similarly, Georgia's proposal also stalled in April due to lack of understanding about cryptocurrency and Senator Mike Williams said Senator Mike Williams at the time. You can sort of understand and now I'm sure they're, they're even more hesitant, but good work on obviously Ohio moving forward there. Ohio has also been working to bring in other aspects of the blockchain technology into law. Over the summer, the state legally recognised that data stored and transacted on blockchain meaning electronic signatures secured through blockchain technology have the same legal standing as any other electronic signatures. In the same month, Ohio lawmakers also pitched their state as a future hub for blockchain, hoping to attract both companies in the space and blockchain talent to the jurisdiction. Wow, it's another Silicon Valley on Ohio. <laughs> so congratulations, Ohio, and uh, well done, obviously, for being futurists. Okay. I always end with the prices. Do you want to know the price? I'm going to tell you very soon. So coinmarket.com. I'm sure the last time I spoke to you, Bitcoin was around about 
I don't know, 5,000 or something. Or <laughs> Sorry to say, it's uh, down at, at the moment, $3,853. Um, at least it's a change over the last 24, hour, uh, 24 hours of 0.44% up. XRP, which is now in second place, that's at 36 cents. That had a bit of a plummet, but it went up back, I think it was, yeah, four, was it? about 40 something 40 something cents about a few days ago as with everything else it's all it's all gone down in price in fiat by the way uh, but that's up at uh, 4.25 percent in 24 hours from yesterday's price so it was much worse yesterday ethereum whew, 110 dollars and 87 cents a lot of people saying on twitter and other forums are saying that it'll go to double digits that is still up 0.5 uh, percent from yesterday Bitcoin Cash or whatever it is at the moment, I think it's Bitcoin Cash ABC, BCH ABC, but let's call it Bitcoin Cash. Obviously, that's seen a huge plummet since I last spoke to you. I think it's around about $500 or whatever. It's about, well, it's at $183.33, which has uh, gone up still against 0.99% uh, over the last 24 hours. I might as well not read those changes in 24 hours because of what's happened over the last week. EOS at $3.24, that is also, I mean, if you looked at the graphs of these charts, as I'm just looking at it directly at you, it, they just look terrible. <laughs> it's just one diagonal line downwards, pretty much. Stellar at $0.14, cents, a saw chat about coin, you know, it being launched on Coinbase or being available on Coinbase. I possibly might stall that because of the reasons of what's happened over the last few days but that's at 14 cents at the moment bitcoin sv the forked coin that is seventh actually at the moment so high 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 market cap that is it's gone up 22 percent. but when i say it's these things go up 22 percent one day and go down 22 percent the next day that's bitcoin cash and bitcoin sv then you'll see what is happening and it, it, a lot of people aren't touching those at the moment not that you shouldn't but it, it's so volatile at the moment anyway that's at 105 dollars and i could go lower and lower but it just is <laughs> for those holding those coins it's rather depressing Anyway, like I said, this is a short-ish podcast with not a lot of uh, tech news as such with things coming up. Hopefully, the Ohio thing perked you up a little bit. So, uh, states, countries, companies, etc., etc., are still confident that blockchain technology and crypto assets are the way forward, are going to be what we're going to be dealing with as a as a as a world i guess we could call it in the future um so it's just at the moment things aren't going great but 2019 promises to be a big year i know 2018 was as well but a lot of people predicted that there would be a slump in 2018 whether the bear market would have lasted that long not too sure but as pomp said it's perhaps a healthy correction so they can start almost all over again but with a lot of people will have a lot more knowledge about what these assets can do and what are the main assets to look out for instead of instead of uh, speculating of how to make 70 80 90 percent in a day the focus will probably be in 2019 on those key assets that will probably make a difference to the world that we live in in the future Anyway, thank you once again for listening. I hope it wasn't too depressing. And I will speak to you all very soon. Thank you.